We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Great talk Brian. some offense here, Vince. Let's talk some offense here because uh, we decided to get the happiness out of the way early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we almost was... decided we almost didn't want, even want to talk about the defense at all, right? Like we really because it was just it was just like, but I really wanted to kind of throw some praise at, because it, the, and deservedly so, and I'm glad right. we did. The, the reason we said that is because like usually this tends to take more of a critical. This shows tends to be more critical, like critiquing wise, and the whole point was like there's just not a lot to critique. All right. You know, I mean, it's it was just thing. it was really good. Yeah, so, like, thing. hey, let's talk about what we really liked. And right. um, so it's a little bit different than we normally do. But it just it was really hard for me to say that it's really hard for me to find something that too much fault with in yeah. defense. But offensively, my my offensive notes are about uh, half a page right here. Yeah. And then this is the defensive notes like right here. Yeah. Like it, it, it like so we got a lot to talk about offensively here. Um, so let's start with the run game, Brian. Yeah. Um you know, obviously the run game scheme wise was uh how, what's the best word for it? It was unimaginative. It was not well, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead. You're you're gonna be more articulate. It than was I a little bit one. so it so so looking just kind of overall at the offense to me, it, it, it actually the scheme wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Uh in the past like execution. game, in the past oh, game, the past there was game, a lot of execution right. problems. The offensive line played really bad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Run game-wise, I felt like it was a combination of your line didn't play well, but you didn't adjust to it. And Duke had you scouted pretty well, and you didn't adjust to it. That was kind of my issue. And here's here's what was happening. So Duke, Notre Dame had been running, and, and you if for those on the message board, you know this because you read our break, you read those breakdowns I do, where I get it, dive into the statistics, and I show you here's what Notre Dame is running, here's the percentage of it. That's what their GAs and analysts are doing in advanced scouting. They're tracking yep. those. This is how many gap schemes they run. Here's they run it this time, this many times to open, you know, formation. This time they run it to close. They run it with the backside. They do this. They're scouting all that. They run this into the boundary this many times. They run to the field this many times. Here's their tendencies. That's what your scouts do. And Notre Dame had had some success in recent games. It started against NC State. This is the first time we really saw them do like a heavy dose of that power stuff. And it worked really well. Ran an 80 yard touchdown on just an old school power play. And we saw it look, we saw it have some success against Central Michigan, and that was a, it was a play where they really had some success with it running some wrinkles of it. They were running like inside zone and power lead against Ohio State out of the twenty one personnel. So like it was very creative, and it, it led to them having a lot of success against what is a really good Ohio State run defense. This game, it was kind of like you just you just kind of went with what had been working, and there weren't a lot of tendency breakers. And there weren't like Duke was prepared for it and Duke crashed it hard. So, so the way that Duke defended it is when they would see Lyman pulling, they would do two things. Number one, they would, they would crash it hard and they were trying to funnel the run back inside because they were also then crashing off the backside. So schematically, that's what Duke did that gave them their name problems is they kind of just squeezed everything and squeezed the whole, funneled everything no inside. Hole. Yeah, their linebackers were a very aggressive getting downhill because they weren't as concerned about the bounce because they did a really nice job of they were bringing their safeties down because remember they're a three safety defense, they were bringing their safeties down to protect against any kind of bounce because Audrick Esme is a heck of a player. He's not a guy that Duke was necessarily worried about bouncing against them. They would have leverage the way that they say play the safeties. They they'd be pretty leveraged pretty well. The concern would be okay. Does he face plant me? That would be the concern about Audrick and the the boundary. And so I thought they had that part of it schemed. And when Notre Dame did have a little bit of success running the football, more often than not, it was inside zone. And the reason the inside zone was a little bit more effective is they were able to just kind of step and drive. Because Duke wasn't doing a lot of twists. They were just crashing, slanting, crashing. The the the, slant, the twists were more common second-level twists. And zone was stuff where you started to get a little bit more of a lean on on them and and i thought that was something that i would have liked to see Notre Dame do more of is is in and, and the surprising thing vince is that is normally what their main run is 
they're usually a very heavy uh, run team. Now, I understand actually why Notre Dame went into this game with the game plan they did. Because the way Duke normally plays, gap schemes can be effective against them. They can. But Duke was prepared for the fact that Notre Dame had been so effective running the football with the power schemes against Ohio State. Duke was prepared to scout that. And they 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 played that well. And Notre Dame never really adjusted. And, and then when they would do stuff that I thought could have hit outside, they ran a couple toss plays. The first time you ran it, I understood you ran it. It worked. It worked in Central Michigan. That toss play, you know, worked big there. But this is a much more athletic defense on the second and third level, especially the third level than Central Michigan was. And they were getting to it. They were just too quick for the for the linemen. That's something to hurt them. The alignment did not block well on the second level, but then that's also why you that needed to be a run that went to Jaredite. Jadarian Price or Jeremiah Love. And that was the other thing is I didn't think they complimented Audric enough in this game. Right, right. To, to, to you know, to kind of <clears> give <throat> them that change of pace uh, enough. And so those are things that I would have liked to have seen Vince uh, from the run game where, and the thing too is like, I was even more surprised by it because we saw almost like no 13 personnel on Saturday. And the one time, I remember. the one time they ran power in the first half and it worked, is because they put Cooper Flanagan in the game on that first touchdown, and he destroyed someone. Yes, he that did. That kid is going to be a horse of a blocker in his career. Yes, he he destroyed like, the kid he was blocking. I mean, just, <laughs> yes. just put him – and that's right where the run went, by the way, right, right off right. Of his tailpipe. And it was like – I had to go back. Like, I was watching it, and I saw, oh, they're in 13. Yeah. And, you know, he comes across the formation, and he ends up blocking that kid. And I was like, who the heck is that? And I had to kind of go back. I was like, okay, yes, he's an yeah. amazing blocker. And it shows. Yeah. It's like, I wish they could get him on the field yeah. a little bit more. Now, maybe that telegraphs that they're yeah. going to run the ball or whatever. But, but here's the thing. They the they weren't doing anything with Holden Stace yeah. to utilize Holden Stace's skill, unique skill set, which is like running bird. It was all like middle routes and in right. routes. And it was like, they weren't really utilizing Holden that way. They just kind of had him blocking a whole lot. So it's like, well, if you're going to do that, then go 13 personnel at times, and then he'll have Holden, you know, do you know, do put Mitchell outside or something. I mean, right. And and so that was a, a bit problematic. So so schematically, I just didn't like the run game adjustments. That I, I understood more what Notre Dame was trying to do when you look at the context of what had been working and then what normally would work against Duke. Sure. But it became very apparent early that Duke had 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 a good plan for it, and Notre Dame didn't. And even little things, Vince, like. You know, like they ran that little shovel pass early to Jeremiah Love and got seven yards on the was it the field goal drive, or was it the so. touchdown it was our, drive? Was it, was it a touchdown early. drive? Let me let me go look real quick. It was yeah, it was the touchdown drive. It was right before the touchdown. Okay. So it was after he came out. Oh, it was just it run was the, uh, the fake. Punt. It was very next play after yes. the punt fake. Right. They gave him the ball again on the he outside. Had seven yards. Like seven despite, yards. Yes. Yeah, despite there being a condensed. Yes. Second and third level because they were at the, what, 13, 12 yard line, something like that. Right. You know, give me something like that again. Give me reverse. You know, I mean, there's, there's just give me some sort of misdirection. They did nothing to slow Duke down. Right. They didn't do any bootlegs. They didn't do any play action. They didn't do any like heart. They were ran like a couple RPOs. They didn't oh, do all on. the things yeah. that, a, that a, that, that this staff has shown. Right. Right. At, at times to do i mean like all the bootlegs that worked against nc state and see any of that right and see and he said well you know 
somebody asked a good question. Oh, well, did, did this have to do anything with, you know, the, the, the receivers? I'm like, they actually played way more 11 personnel than I thought they were going to play in this game. Like way more. And so I was like, why not run a little bit? This would have been a game for more 13 and they, they didn't use it, use it. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's some things you could have done with Chris Tyree, maybe being this, the one receiver to where, you know, or right. you could have gone, they actually lined up in third, uh, 22 personnel events for the first mm-hmm. time all season, two backs and two receiver, two tight ends. So there just were some things I, I, I have a feeling that Jared Parker is going to look back and kick himself a little bit with like, man, we had some stuff. Cause like there was, there was like a power play where, he that so they they as soon as they would see that guard and the tight end go for they would just bring that safety down and he would just crash off the edge like that would have been such an easy like just do some some counter off of it to just take advantage of it and we just never saw it you know and and that was a little bit uh disappointing there just was no there was no hey they're they're doing this really well let's take advantage of it and and say well you know he he doesn't he's not a but that's exactly what he did against NC State. That was so effective. Is like NC State had a plan. We're going to take away your run game with this. So they had some stuff built in to hurt it. And early the first drive, we saw some of that. Vince, the twelve personnel with yes. the all verts. And the I like the, the first game drive and all that. Like I like the, the first script drive. was really good. Yes, you, I you said went that. The shovel after... pass to Jeremiah Love. I texted you guys. Yeah. I believe I was like, man, I kind of like that first drive. It was creative. There was a lot yeah. going on. Yes, they had to do the fake punt to keep it going. I get that, but I like yeah. the first drive. I was like, okay, yeah. like this is going to be a fun offensive day if they continue to do this. Yeah, uh, and then they went away from a... it. Once yeah, they got off I mean, it was very, very conservative and telegraphed yeah. in the run game, and and Audric was just not getting downhill with any authority in in the game. Even when he could have, he didn't really. Yeah, like we said last night, it was more of an O line problem, and it, and it was still primarily an O line problem. But watching the the all twenty two again, Vince, I was not, I did not think Audrey got downhill with enough. There's just sometimes, man, you got to get downhill and just say, I'm putting my shoulder down and I'm hammering, go. I'm getting an extra yard or two. Yeah. But that's a that's a, a they're just but there just wasn't a lot of room to work. I would have right. done something, and then here's the thing: is you know what? Maybe this would have been the game where you should have done some twenty and twenty one personnel with Audrick in the game. Yeah. Because he's Cause never they, really in there. I, I don't remember stuff. them doing that with Audric in the game last night. No. It's still, it still like some combination of Ford, Price, and Love. And love. Yes. And, and that's how it's been pain. every time. Right. They, oh, yeah. And Payne. Payne was yeah, in there I, at one point. I honestly, too. there might have been one. I don't remember them doing that with, with Audric. And it's like in a game like this, that's the perfect time to do it. Because that there might was... be just enough where you run inside zone and instead of blocking the backside or running the lock, you have Jeremiah Love loop around and if they don't want to do it if they don't want to play him then the next play you run that sucker again yep you know play action and, and get it out Novel so concept. i just you know i'm not talking about like running you know like or or run split flow out of that have jeremiah shoot under audrick come underneath and if that guy crashes you're running an rpo you pull and just throw that little slide route to him yeah there just were some things that were that you could go to that i've seen teams go to that I, heck, we've I've even done in the past that I felt like Notre Dame should have gone to, and that would be a whole lot different than things they've done in the past. That I just I was I was disappointed we didn't see as much of that. So, and then it didn't help either that the offensive line just got their butts kicked, and it was across. I didn't yeah. think Joe Joe Alt played very well yesterday. Yeah, uh, I thought Blake Fisher went from having one of the best games of his career to one of the worst games of his career uh last night i i mean i didn't think any of the alignment blocked well last night i i, I didn't th- i didn't think anybody played well last night 
Vince, to be honest with you. Uh, there was not a single it offensive was line that was like, you know, hey, that guy at least played really good. There, it was there really wasn't. And there really it was – it wasn't, you know, again, I'm not questioning anybody's toughness or drive right, wasn't or any of that. That's that. not what – because we've done that in the past, and mm-hmm. I'm not doing that tonight. Like, that is not where I'm at tonight. Well, it's not warranted. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So thank you for clarifying. My my issue was there was just a lot of technical issues, like being too high and getting just bull rushed. You know, you've got to keep a, a wider base, a lower base, so that that doesn't yeah. happen to you. You've got to. They weren't anchoring properly. There was right. some slow footed wide stuff feet. where like, they well, just got. We, Vince, we've talked about this with Pat Coogan at times as well, where he when he when he anchors, he he gets his feet too wide. That's yeah. when he gets in trouble. And that's and when Duke he just uh, punished him for it last night. Yes. There was absolutely. one time there was a, they ran a twist events on a pass pro where Rocco just fell down. He tried to turn and just and that's where he stumbled held, over his it? own feet. That's where he's like, he just, no, it wasn't even that one. It was a different one. Okay. It wasn't even that one. He didn't, he wasn't close enough. He fell down so hard. He couldn't hold oh. the guy. Yeah. It, 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 it was, and, 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 and that, it's like, it's like Zeke just kind of got into an early funk with the false yeah. starts, and then yeah, you know, with the guard struggling the way he did. He just now Zeke had out. about eight or nine really good blocks up the middle, including on the, the the first touchdown and the last touchdown. But there was a lot of Zeke. You're better than that in between. Yeah, agree. You know, and we've, uh, and we've seen him play better than that a like, week ago against a lot. Yeah, they <laughs> the, the the Duke. It's not about them being soft or anything like that, but Duke was the was but I will say this Duke was the more physical team. Oh yeah, game. they were the aggressor for right. sure. And and Notre Dame never counterpunched. Part of that was scheme, but part of that was just you didn't do the things you needed to do. You didn't move your yeah. feet, your base your you didn't have good bases. Rocco was too narrow, Coogan was too wide. Blake didn't look like he knew what he was doing half the time, which tells me part of this was preparation. And this goes back to what we said is Duke did some stuff that was a little different with how they attacked the run game than what they had done before. And and Notre Dame wasn't prepared for it early and then never really adjusted to it. Yeah. And they were they were having trouble picking up the stunts. They were having trouble picking up the second level linebackers. I mean when 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 they run a simple TE twist and your guard is so out of place that he just falls down as he turns. Yeah. That you weren't prepared for this game. That was the that was the probably the most fu- frustrating thing for me, Vince. Was that it wasn't even that the O line just man they played hard they knew what they were doing like like the Duke O line they they were prepared for what Notre Dame was going to do they pretty, just couldn't stop for the it. most part but because they turned the Notre Dame D line loose it's like my dudes are better than your dudes right right it it it, it, it wasn't that they didn't play well. Right. I mean, yeah, they competed and all that, and you know that's moral victory. Hey, at least they didn't quit or play soft i mean yeah but you're a notre dame offensive lineman that shouldn't be the standard the standard should be you play well and that you look prepared and a yeah. week after praising joe rudolph for having his offensive line prepared to play very well against a really good front they were not prepared for this game and there just was never any adjustments yeah up front that was the like there was no adjustments for the pass rush they there was no adjustments to protect off the edge when the line couldn't get certain guys duke did some really good overload pressures where there's just not enough dudes to block and if it wasn't for audrick estime's pass pro sam hartman gets hit about four or five more times yes absolutely like, he, that there was, was one a, time where he he blocked one guy and slowed up another so yes. that sam hartman could get the throw off and kudos to sam hartman for staying in there 
too. Yeah. Because he never got happy feet, in my opinion. Like there, there were yeah. some times where the rush was in his face and he took a shot and he still got the ball off. Now, we know Sam Harmon didn't have a great game, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit as well. But there were times where he stood in there and he took a shot, um, and and I think some of that comes from being at Wake Forest and the manner in which they ran their offense. He's used to being in there and having well, guts is part of the reason you went after this kid. Guts is part of the reason you went after this kid, right? I mean, like I Sam impressed. Hartman showing guts last night is not like, oh wow, that's I no, didn't know yeah, he was right. that tough. He played in this right. real finesse. No. I knew that kid was tough going all the way back to 2018 when Notre Dame beat his brains in. And he was 185 pounds. Remember that? He was a skinny 185-pound freshman, couldn't grow a beard. And they beat him They beat him down. And he kept getting back up. And eventually, Wake Forest kind of threw in the towel and pulled him. They pulled him. Yeah, they pulled him. I remember that. And it it wasn't – he just was getting his – he was just getting beat up. Yeah. Physically beat up. But he kept getting up and kept answering the bell. And so that's not a surprise. That kid's taking a lot of yeah, hits. Man. There was a couple of times he threw off his back foot Ill, in an ill-advised fashion, but uh, he he could never get into the rhythm. And, and as we kind of transition into the pass game, Vince, that, right. that's something that frustrated me is we'll talk about the receivers and some other things, but I want to finish up on the offensive line. Yep. The, the struggles in pass pro were a big problem in this game because the receivers didn't play well. But there was at least six or seven plays where Notre Dame had a chance to have something. Now, it would have taken a good throw. It wasn't like they were open by five yards or anything like that. But it would have taken like the throws he'd been making all game yeah. where you yeah. got a couple steps on the guy. There was one yep. particular play, Vince, in the second half where they actually ran a, a really good sort of a ver- horizontal stretch because they were doing like a lot of vertical stretch, like the high lows. Yeah, they finally yeah. ran the flood concept we want them to run, but then they ran it into the boundary with the quarterback sprinting out to his left. One of the left. worst calls of the game. Yes, and there was just there was no room. You, you don't run a flood like that. Uh, whatever. But anyway, but they ran Tobias on a vertical, and they caught Duke in a zone. And you could see it. He he was getting ready to go back there. He had a route to the right, and he wanted to come back. And as soon as he got the top of his drop, there was two guys in his face, like not Duke players, Notre Dame blockers had gotten driven back into him and he couldn't step into it. There was another play where he wanted to go to the right to Rico on a post route over the top. And if Rico, if he could hold the ball for just another second, Rico had a step and a half on that guy. It was a lot like the first post route to Tobias. Tobias The coverage was good. But if you get but, it out there in yeah. front, you you can make that play. Yep. So there was about six or seven chances like that. And against a secondary this good, that's about all you're going to get. Sure. Is six or seven plays on top of what we already saw them already hit. Right. right? And then there was the, the the post route where the ball was thrown a little long to Tobias. Then you had the other go route that Tobias beat his guy, but he didn't catch the ball. And But there were too many times where the offensive line did not give the pass game a chance. Like, it's like – to Chris Tyree's getting out of an overcut and he accelerates out of the break and he's got immediately goes from a step on the guy to three, four steps on the guy out of the acceleration. And if Sam Harbin has time, there's about two or three times there's like, if he could get that ball out, man, holy crap. But most but of the time, he was already scrambling. He was already scrambling. And that's what the all 22 yeah. show. Like I was watching some of the secondary and all, you know, I'm like, oh, he's open. And I look back 
and Sam's running for his life. Like and those or, openings or, are only for yes, a second against That's Duke. exactly right. And right. you've got to be able to load up and get it out. It can't be like, oh, I'm ducking and moving and there's no way to get it. It's not like the video games where they can throw it like at a weird angle and all of that. I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? So he's got to be able to sit, load, and throw. And more often than not, I'm seeing a guy open down the field and I look back at the pocket or lack thereof and he's either getting hammered in the front and having to bail or he's already bailed. Right. And so that's why he wasn't able to pull the trigger on a lot of the stuff that we saw that was open after yeah. the fact. There were some things they did scheme wise in the past game that I liked better watching the all 22 because I wasn't there. Normally right. I can have a good feel cause I'm there, but since I wasn't able to go this weekend, um, I'm still bummed about that, man. And, uh, but I'll be good this weekend because I don't have to fly. So I'll be good this we'll weekend. Say, we'll make up for it. Don't worry. We'll, we'll be driving this weekend. But uh, it, it was it was definitely – it wasn't great by any stretch. And some of the stuff they did schematically I liked that didn't work because the receivers weren't – like the, the, the inconsistency of the the route running was a concern for me. The the choppiness – I there's still way too much – like when you're running an in-cut in an over-route, you don't need to, you don't need to two-step it or three-step it. you got to snap it off and then bend it back. And they're just too choppy on their routes, and it's all of them. It's Rico, it's Chris, it's Tobias. So that's clearly what they're taught, and they've been doing it all year. And uh, and the, just the inconsistency with the releases, there, there was a time where you know Tobias is running a, a post-route and he attacks the outside shoulder, but he doesn't really stem and get up even on the guy, right? And so then he tries to snap, and he actually has a good juke on the guy, but then he runs the post right into him because he never got inside leverage. The way I taught it is you get up and in on him and because you got to get the 50-50 break leverage because if he's playing you inside, he's playing, he's taking the post away with his leverage, and that's exactly what happened. So Tobias does a nice stick. The guy flips his hips, and if you're even with him, and he flips his hips, you're beating him to the post, and it's a touchdown. Right. But because you didn't get up on him, and we see that all the time with these receivers. It's like teams are taking post away with just their leverage. Now, Notre Dame needs to counter by saying, we're going to take advantage, stem the outside, get him to jump on that, and then take it over the top. Or just take the post, a skinny post over the top, and tell your quarterback to just launch it as far as he can. Yep. Right? So there's some things they can do, but – the, the, the technical aspects of it were problematic as well. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The month of October is going to be jam-packed with huge games for Notre Dame. And ticket hunting for those games can be stressful, which is why you need to check out Game Time. Whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to this week's top 25 matchup between the Irish and Louisville, or next week when Notre Dame takes on USC, Game Time is the go-to place for you. That's where I went and got tickets to the Notre Dame Clemson game for my mom and dad. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. 
Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. It just there was too much inconsistency. Part of that's because you're missing Jaden Thomas, you're missing Jaden Greathouse, you don't have Deion Colsey. And, you know, you, you know, so you don't have that big guy you can just kind of put out there. Like Tobias is tall, but he's skinny and not strong. We've talked about this. And, uh, you know, but but some of the stuff that was there, just when if the offensive line can't give you the time you need on on even just half of those throws, Vince, this game maybe never comes down to the end. Right. Just hit a couple Absolutely. of those, and this game yeah. never comes down to that point. The one the one play that I that I still I, I'm not sure I feel about it. It was that fourth and sixteen. Yep. Yep. And I still will wonder it. He might have been able to hit Rico in that to that hole on the outside. <sighs> It would and have been a tough throw. It would have been an amazing throw at the end of the day. Yeah. But right when he hits the top of his um of his set, right? As mm-hmm. as, as Hartman is hitting the top, Rico is the, the safety had turned his back and was headed towards the middle of the field, and Rico was behind the corner. So there's that that cover two hole right behind the corner. And outside of the safety, because the safety right? had turned his hips all the yeah, way inside, oh, his he was, back. He was actually I mean, his... squeezing down. Yeah, I think there was a blown coverage because the corner okay. didn't ride with Rico. No, he kind of settled, and the safety was running away from Rico. Uh, you know, and I just I think by that point in time, Vince Sam didn't have the confidence on that drive. When did he ever have time to actually get to that read? Right in, in his right. defense, yeah. but he ended up making the play that he needed to make, sure. and. Uh, Man, it was a heck of a And play. that's, you know, fourth and Did, did you see Pat Coogan's reaction after that? No, I didn't. So go watch the all, go watch the all 22 and watch yeah. the tight version. Okay. After he scrambles, Pat Coogan goes like this and he's like it's like I, I can't, can't believe, believe it. it. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe it. It was great. The best the and then the the other part that I loved about it too Vince is as soon as that play happens, right? Joe Alt sprints down there and he starts yelling at everybody Cause they're like kind of celebrating and he's yeah. yelling to everybody, like, no. get lined up, get lined up, get lined it. up. Like Joe Walt's doing that. You're like, that's yeah. a captain. That's, that's a, a captain. captain. That's yep. a cap- he, kn- he knows the situation. the situation. He's not, ex- holy crap. We converted a four. No, he know. Hey, we got to spike the ball. And right. of course, Sam gets up and he's like, spike the ball, spike the ball. But he, as soon as he stood up, up, he's doing, he's, right. you know, he's doing the spike the ball yeah. thing. Yep. Right. Yep. So, uh, you know, those, those are different parts of it, Vince, but, uh, Overall, it was it was still not a great pass. I thought they went to the level stuff a little too much. That Duke was just all over. I mean, Duke was yeah. just squatting on that stuff. They did run a play that this was the play that I thought if he just could have had another second. They they did a thing where 
Rico went like this in a post, and then Tyree stuttered and went vertical, and, and they actually did a pretty good job of switching on it. And so the outside guy took Chris Tyree's wide fade. They were actually trying to – what they were trying to do is is the way that Duke had kind of played this, and I, I liked what they were trying to do, is they were going to take the post, and then they kind of did like a deep stutter, and then Tyree went on like a, like a, like a wheel off of the outside post. Duke actually did a post snap switch and, and the outside corner took Tyree. So it was actually a really good job, but the safety, but Rico ran over top of the safety. If Sam has a little bit more time on that, he can launch that sucker into the end zone and it's a touchdown, but he didn't get time. And so there just was a couple plays like that Vince, where you say, you know, those are the missed opportunities. You've got to be able to execute. There's a couple times I thought Sam, I mean, just it's hard to it's hard to be too critical because you could just tell the internal clock had been sped up so much right. by the pressure he'd been facing right. the whole game that yeah. he just didn't feel I could go back there. He was he was pre-snap reading a guy a little more than you'd like because I felt like he needed to I gotta get this ball out quickly. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and it was obvious he doesn't trust the outside receivers to just throw go routes. And I after the way Tobias played that last go route, I can't because it Tobias won four or five times on just single high go routes. Just beat his guy. But, and the ball never came. Partly because other times the read, you know, the read was to here. And, um, but then he did throw it to him on the last drive and he, he drops it. You know, he, he's playing with zero confidence right now. I mean, it's, we, we watched the film, zero confidence. And you, you can't put a guy out there that is playing with no confidence, that, that can't right. do simple things like catch a crossing route, you know, that, that, that is so, kind of panicked on that deep ball that he, he feels he has to push the guy off. You shouldn't have done that. You, ha- was, you didn't had trust beat. your, he didn't trust his win. Yeah. And uh, you know, those are, those are things that you look back and say, this is not a kid with playing with any confidence, with any urgency. You know, you, you gotta look, I said last night, I'll stick to it again. You need Tobias Merriweather. You need him, but you need him playing well. You need right. his talent playing the way it's capable of. You can't continue to put him in games in these situations and have him not make those kind of plays. And and last night, and here's the thing that frustrates me the most, because I love Tobias as a player. My opinion hasn't changed. I think Tobias has tons of potential. And him playing poor, he's not the first receiver to not play well that eventually becomes a star, right? right. But the Soft guys one. that become stars kind of dig deep after their early struggles sure. and say, this ain't happening again. Tobias has to show me he has that. And I don't know that – I. I don't know if he does or doesn't because he hasn't shown it yet to me, Vince. And, and the great ones, the, the the true warriors are the guys that have a game like this. And I've seen great players have games. They drop three or four balls. Sure. I'm a Broncos fan. I remember there was – I'm trying to remember uh, Rod Smith in the Super Bowl 32 caught zero passes, zero passes. Had one shot, didn't make the play, comes out the next year, and he's got, you know, 100-some yards, has an 80-yard touchdown. You know, like you got to say, how, how, how do you respond when you don't play well? And we're going to learn a lot about Tobias because my frustration, if I'm the receivers coach, is, buddy, you had a, the opportunity was there for you to go step up and say, hey, we're missing some dudes. I'm getting boundary snaps. I'm going to go out there and win. And and they look, they went to him early, third, fourth, third play of the game. They that whole play was designed to throw a post route to Tobias. Yes, it was. And you know, I don't know if he'll still catch it if he lays out, but I want to see him try. Man, you know, you just got it was in his hands and he didn't accelerate on his post route either, you know, and and I I know him and Tyree are both dealing with some hamstring injuries as well. Like the whole receiving core basically is dealing with hamstring issues right now, which is a big problem. 
but it's just kind of like I need you. You're a, you're a great talent. I need you to play with some dog in you. Yeah. And right now he's not. And I need to see how he's going to bounce back because if he's not going to give me that, if he's not going to give me that kind of effort, it makes it even harder to justify accepting those mistakes. And here's the thing that frustrates me is he blocked really well. Yeah. All the receivers. Where where are you? The whole receiving, well, the whole receiving, all three of them. All three Uh, of them. Chris Tyree blocked. Well, go watch the last touchdown run. Holden Stace, who did not block well most of the game, had a great block on that. They were doing that inside zone lead play. He got up and whooped a linebacker. And Chris Tyree took the nickel and washed the nickel all the way down. And and Audric cut behind him Mm -hmm. vertically. Holden Stace and Chris Tyree are the ones that busted that play open. If you go, go watch that great blocks by those two. And, uh, you know, so that was good, but it's kind of like, so it's not that he's not tough. And I mean, he, cause he's battling in the run game. It, it's, yeah. it's here. It's all up here. And he's going to have to figure it out. Cause there's, there's too much talent there to just give up on him. But after a while, it's kind of like, buddy, I need you to be better than this. I need you to give me a reason. Yeah to still have faith in you. And, and he's going to have to, he's going to have to, this needs, this is a big week for Tobias Merriweather. Agreed. How does he respond to this? Yeah. To this game? You know, like there was one time he's like frustrated, the ball didn't come his way. And I'm like, I don't want to see that from you. Cause you haven't done anything to justify the quarterback looking to you. Number one. And then when you did get two shots, you didn't make those plays. They both hit you in the hands. One was a little long, but you got to make those plays. He hit you on a crossing that. route right here. It wasn't a great throw. But buddy, you, you got to make that grab, man. Yeah, got to make that grab. So, so that was first. I thought Chris Tyree um, got open. The one mistake he made, he I went back and watched. He went way too high on that over route. Yeah. That's why that safety almost paid. He went way right. too high. If he, he's about he, he allowed three the or four yards. Ball. Yeah, if he's about three or four yards, Sam's trying to pin it on Chris. Right, but he couldn't pin it on him because Chris was on the same level as the safety. Right. If he runs about four to five yards in front, because he had to get behind the linebacker, and there was a there's a corner over there, but Sam's trying to put that in front of that safety, and he didn't. Uh, he he went went too deep on that. That that looked like a bad throw by Sam. That was a, a the there's too much depth on right. over the top because you have to be able route. to make the safety as you're coming across. There's another route going here. Right. Safety's here, so you have to the safety has to make a decision. And he started right. to go here, which is why the throw was made. But this was so close to right. here, the right. safety was able to jump down. Chris's That's why depth. it was too deep. He needs to be down here so the safety can't play both. His because- depth, exactly, Vince. You nailed it. His depth allowed the safety to keep pedaling under the post and still drive right. on that route. He he covered both routes. He didn't I mean, allow – exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because and, of the depth of the receiver made. route. Exactly. Right. That's not how it – Now, uh, outside of that, Vince, I thought – the rest of it's just, you know, pass pro and, and a couple times I didn't love Sam's pre-snap read. Uh, you know, th- those are things that are going to happen in a game. You're not going to like every pre-snap read that a guy makes. But kudos again to Mitchell Evans. I mean, he was just excellent last night. He wasn't getting tons of separation. Yes, he but he was just making great throws. He actually did a nice job on a couple of those in cuts of kind of leaning up, like leaning out and then snapping it off and getting that initial separation. Yeah. And when he did that, Sam was throwing it right out of his break. Like you can tell Sam believes that I'm going to get the ball to Mitchell because some of the balls you're like, you're going to throw that ball to Mitchell Evans, but you won't throw that ball to Tobias Merriweather. He's got t- two steps on a guy. And it's like, yeah, because I know this guy's going to make the catch and <laughs> I don't know that make that guy an is. amazing play. Right? I mean, it's amazing, it, but that's, that's, 
that's a remember, quarterback. It's like, that's what you're going to do. Do you remember there was a report in preseason that Sam Hartman hadn't found his guy yet? Do you remember yeah. that? I, yeah. I, and I remember hearing that from some, it wasn't even us. It was from some, a different outlet right. or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's kind of silly. You know, he doesn't, why does he need a guy? Just trust everybody. But as a quarterback, right. you've got to be confident that where you're going right. to throw the ball, it's going to get caught. And I can right. tell you right now that you put a gun to his head. Who do you think he's going to throw the ball to right now? Right now, he, the, guy, the two guys on the field on Saturday he had the most touch uh, trust in were 88 and 17. Correct. You can tell Rico must be making some crazy catches in practice because yes. Sam has a lot of confidence on the yes, ball. He Rico. does. Yes, he, he had does. that one drop, but he made up for it and made a couple really nice grabs. Right. The problem is he doesn't have the size and he doesn't get the separation that Tobias was getting in the game. Right. He wasn't. Right. But, you know, there's a there's some faith there. Yeah. So and that's, you, you that's just got to perform better. You got to perform better. Thing. Run, run game wise or pass game wise, Vince. The only other critique is again, I I, I would have liked to seen a couple wrinkles. They just kind of kept running the same levels with the wheel, and Duke kind of played pretty well, and they just kept kind of going back to it. They did make a couple adjustments in the second half to try to get some ISOs over the middle with the tight end. Uh, they they ran a few more hor- uh, horizontal stretches. I and I did like that over concept to Tyree. Like that would have been a really yeah. nice play if. Because the second half, right. they hit some in-cuts to, to Mitchell. They hit the in-cut to Chris Tyree on the first drive of the second half. That was open. Right. So we saw some of those adjustments get made. And then the the pre- – honestly, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you go back and watch the game, if the pressure – if the pass pro in the second half was better, Notre Dame throws for about 120, 130 yards in the second half alone. Yeah. Like there was stuff there for some big plays. There was some Agreed. stuff there. Yep. Uh, it just, you couldn't get executed either by somebody. And that's just sometimes where you are. You know, you're just somebody, just every time you run something, somebody doesn't do what they need to do and it stalls your offense. But yep. I was actually a, a tad more encouraged schematically, pass game wise, coming out of the game. Still didn't love it, but they had plenty of deep routes. Just the time either wasn't there or the throws didn't get thrown. But there's plenty of calls to get the ball yeah. down the field. In yeah. this game, it was a lot more aggressive than I thought it was, to be honest right. with you. Yep, I agree. So, any other takeaways from the offense, Vince, that you want? Oh, uh, run game wise, tight ends was were struggling a little bit in this game. Mitchell probably had his least effective. He had a couple nice blocks, but overall, his least effective run blocking game. But he made up for it in the pass game for sure. But here's the thing: they both made some big blocks in key situations. And they like did. I said, I. I did not think Holden Stace blocked all that well in this game, but when they had to put the game away, he did. Holden had a great block, great block on the second level. And he went to that – if you go watch it, he went to the second level with purpose. He knew exactly who he had to block. I mean, there was yeah. no hesitation. He was like – he like leaped over a guy. Like there was an offensive line. He kind of hurdled like, – like kind of hurdled his legs because he – I got to get to this backer. I yep. think he knew like if I get to this backer and Audrey gets through the hole, it's, this is going to go. You know, and he did it with purpose. And then he made that great block. And then Chris Tyree just washes that guy down and comes comes down on it. So run game-wise, the, the the tight ends weren't great in this game, but they made some clutch some clutch blocks. And, and as, as we said, Cooper Flanagan might have had the best block of the day on the yeah. first touchdown run. It was, and look, it was pretty I, I will say I will say this uh, in defense of Tobias Merriweather. There's a reason – I mean, obviously he played because they were low on numbers. But yeah. – he also plays because of the way he blocks. I mean, that is part of it. That's part of it. That's part, that's part of it. Yeah. And 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 you know, everybody's ah bench bench him. Blah, 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 blah. Well, right now for who? Right, I mean, exactly. Right. And he blocks his butt off. I mean, he does put effort in in the run game. And 
there has to be something said for that. You know there I mean? will come so, a time when you're going to have to make that decision with Tobias if things don't change. Agreed. There oh, will. absolutely. Yes. There will. No question. Uh, but it's not now. It's right. not this day. Right. No, what's what? Not. What am we thinking of? Um. Oh man, what? No, there will come a time when. Oh, it's uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. There come a day when you know men fall or whatever he goes, but it will not be this day. You know, I'm talking about the speech that Org Aragorn gives. I've never watched those movies. What? Uh, They're actually. I tried to watch the first one like four times and fell. That was very boring. The first one was not great. Just (laughs) so I can get Cliff Notes on number one and watch number two and three. Two and three were fun. (laughs) Or no, watch the last. Watch the last forty-five minutes of the first one. Gotcha. And then two and three were awesome. I trusted awesome. you on the Marvel movies, so I might have yeah. to do that. I don't know. And I was correct on those, wasn't I? You all hundred percent. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, I was in. Because I, I was like you, Vince. I th- here's the only reason I watched Lord of the Rings. I never read the books, and I'm like three hours, and right. it's just like you know, it just it's a three. You knew it was going to be three part. You always knew it was going to be a. And, and I, was, sure. I didn't want. I didn't care to watch it. I, and so I was going home to visit. This is back in 02, 03. I forget when it first came out. I was going home to visit my family, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to go to the Commodore this weekend. It's this this is a movie theater in Portsmouth, okay, where you eat dinner, and and, uh, and they actually have really good sandwiches and and food and stuff. So I was okay. like, oh, that's cool. What are you guys going to watch?'" And they're like, "Well, we're going to watch the second Lord of the Rings." I was like, "Well, I never saw the first one." They're like, "Well, watch the first one." So the, I watched the first one. I was like, oh, "This isn't bad, right? This isn't bad. It's okay. I'm I'm curious to see how the next because like they they're three parts. They play into each other, right? Yeah, I'm looking for forward sure. to seeing the second one. Second one was awesome." And then the third one was awesome too. So I really think you'll like second one to me was my favorite, but the third one was okay. also pretty awesome. That's fair. That's, that's awesome. a fair take. Yeah. I, I did, you know, you get all the fanboys like, oh, that's it's the, the best reverse ever. of the Matrix. Okay. Gotcha. So the Matrix got worse and like the first Matrix yeah. was phenomenal. Second one yes. was eh. Third one was just hot garbage. Right. Right. The Lord of the Rings was the opposite to me. It was first one was like, okay, set the stage. It was a lot of setting the stage, a lot of, you know what I mean, for the two and three. It were pretty freaking good. So anyway, Vince, so you have to, but, but there's a scene in there where he's talking about, you know, there, there may come a day when, you know, the, the, whatever the, the, all these things may fail, but it's not going to be this day. And then there may come a day where you've got to make that decision with Tobias, but it, it's not right now. Yeah. But it's, and Tobias needs to, the one person who can kind of eliminate this being a conversation is Tobias. hundred percent. And that's, you know, I just, I want to see what kind of, what kind of uh, he has right here. And if he has what I think he has and hope he has, this is going to be something that um, drives him to say, "Hey, I'm going to come out and you know, and get yeah. after it." Oh, you're absolutely right because there's a lot of talent in the next class coming in too, and obviously, and and I think at the very least, Notre Dame has made it very clear they're not afraid to play freshman wide receivers. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of talent coming in, specifically yeah. with yep. one guy. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just stud. Micah Gilbert's having a great senior year, and Logan Saldate's having a great senior year. So, so lots of yeah. talent, man. It's, like, and it's they're different types of players. Like Jaden Greathouse sure. and Rico Flores are like possession guys and and smart. And Cam Williams is just like a home run waiting to happen. Logan Saldate's really shifty. Micah Gilbert's just mat, you know, six two, two fifteen, just a just a horse. Uh, it's a really good, really good core. And this is why you recruit well every year. Cause sometimes guys get hurt. Some guys, sometimes guys go, that guys don't pan out. Sometimes sure, there's sure. all types of things that happen. That's why you got to recruit great every single year. So yeah. Vince, that's the defense or offensive breakdown, right? Yes. So we're going, we're going to do some, uh, we got about nine super chats. We'll get to, but before we yep. do folks again, it's never, never too early, never too late to hit the like button. That's right. <laughs> 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.